KP, KPC, News, Information, Culture, KPCC, California Sensibility. I did my best to notice when the call came down the line. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lair. And I'm Amy Choi, and we are the Mashup Americans. I was brought, but I was kind. And sometimes I get nervous. Here's a question for you, B. Have you ever felt like you mash up one way, but you don't necessarily look that way to the outside world? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. Both of my parents are. And I feel that. And that's how I look. But also, my mom is Salvadoran by way of Brazil. And that's a big part of who I am. Right. Yeah, and I think part of my journey to mashiness is the fact that my Jewishness was always my primary identity, and it took until my 20s to understand how much of who I am is also my Latinness, like Salvadoran and Brazilian. Do you check Latina on a box? Well, so I still mostly don't check Latina on a box. Although, that being said, it was very liberating the first time that I actually did. And it depends on the context. And that's that's like for a whole other episode about box checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Boxes. Yeah. But what about you? Do you ever feel like you mash up one way but don't necessarily look that way to outsiders? Well, my box is very simple. I'm, that, no. <laughs> um, I think the thing is that as a Korean-American, both of whose parents are ethnically Korean, my insides do match my outsides, except when, you know, in the States, people are like, wow, you speak English so well. I mean, you really or, do uh, speak English very well. <laughs> thank you. I really try. I really try. Or where are you from? Where are mm-hmm. you really from? Ugh. And uh, like I've said many times, Chicago. Right. And (laughs) that's a challenge for so many people in so many different ways. One of our guests today, whose voice you may recognize, has a really poignant take on how that affects his day to day. Like if I could really just choose, I would be Latino. I actually have like all kinds of hangups because I'm not Latino enough. My Spanish is terrible. I'm actually peeling right now because every year the first time I, I get a chance to be in the sun, I will go and burn myself <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that I can look. I mean, I, this isn't fooling anybody. I mean, this isn't like con- nobody like sees me on the street and suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, there's a Mexican. There's a Salvadoran. You know, it's, it's not. So I wish I could choose to be Latino. That was Jonathan Menjivar, producer and reporter at This American Life, one of our favorite podcasts. He and the incredible Hillary Frank, creator and host of one of our other favorite podcasts, Longest Shortest Time, came to Mashup HQ to talk about parenting, language, storytelling, you know, the mashup life. Hillary is a Russian Jewish mashup who grew up in New York, and Jonathan is a Mexican Salvadoran white Kentuckian mashup who grew up in Southern California. They have a daughter, Sasha, and are navigating all of this just like we are. We won't keep you from H&J any longer. On to the show. Hillary and Jonathan, can you tell us how you met? We met by Jonathan spilling coffee all over me. That's like very <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It, was a, it was a real meet cute. We were at a radio event. Uh, I needed to meet Hillary because we were going to be talking together. Like we got invited to, do, to speak at some conference. 
I don't know. I think I had just basically said hello to you and then was saying goodbye and spilled a whole cup of coffee. Hot? Cold? Hot, hot, coffee. hot coffee. I was wearing a winter coat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this yeah. wasn't like that woman who sued McDonald's for getting hot coffee no, on her lap? No, <laughs> But there was like right away the like, okay, I, now I have to help clean her up. And then like, oh my God, like I'm dangerously close to her breast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think more importantly, we just talked about Hillary's boobs on our show, yeah. which seems like yes. really vital. Yeah. I feel like um, I'm winning yeah. this interview right now. <laughs> Wait, so you met at a radio conference. You had a brilliant moment where you spilled coffee on each other, and then it was off to the races as a couple. Like, what happened? We were both in other relationships. Mm, one of those. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> know the feeling. And then, then. and then a year later, we weren't. Mm-mm. So, yeah. And that's amazing. And so, and you have your daughter, Sasha. That's right. Mm-hmm. She's seven years old. She's in first grade. She has a lot to say. So she's a storyteller like her parents. She's just a talker. She's just a talker. Actually, <laughs> she she is not like us at all. Hillary and I are both sort of shy. Like at parties, you know, we'll be in in the corner spilling coffee on each other. <laughs> um, just that's your that's your that's your opening mood. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a way to avoid talking to people. Um, but she in a room, even like at a family party with with adults and you know we do not recognize who she is she's not like either of us at all that's kind of amazing that that mashup also happens too right because you kind of you just make assumptions about this extension of yourself that you're creating in your family and then they're like nope yep yep two introverts can make an extrovert i'm projecting a lot onto my seven month old right now (laughs) so we'll see what happens with that so jonathan how do you mash up I mean, I, I generally refer to myself as Latino, which means my father's from El Salvador, my mother is half Mexican, and then she has uh, or, or had a mysterious American father who mm. I, I don't I don't really know. I know he was from Kentucky, and I am a Russian Jew, and as far as I know, all Russian Jew, but um, I don't really know anything about my dad's side of the family. So we're assuming like Eastern European, at least. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever done your 23 and Me's? Mm. No. We have not, which we should probably do because there's a theory that I might actually be Jewish. I love this theory. Can you tell us about this theory? Well, there are only two places that Menhivars exist. One is in Spain. The other is in El Salvador. I just read up a little bit on it and have talked to a few people about it because Spain is right now offering citizenship to hmm. people who were Jewish, who were kicked out. And you don't necessarily have to have been, you could be like me, not identify as Jew at all, as Jewish at all now, because, you know, why would you hundreds of years down the line? And we're talking about being kicked out in the Inquisition. Yeah, right? yeah, around mm-hmm. that time. I mean, there, there. I think people were at, at, you know, various points being kicked out of Spain. But um, yeah, that's um, sort of a tradition with yeah. Jews getting kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a Menhivar in Spain who's done the research and says, like, that's that's what happened. That you know, a bunch of Jewish Menhivars left Spain, and that's why they're in El Salvador. Um, oh so my I'm, God. I, I might be one of those. Although when I asked my dad about it, I mean, he just laughed in my face. He had no idea what I was talking about. So 
that makes sense. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know why we light the candles on Friday right. night. Right. And right. we also like have this kind of braided bread as part of our family tradition. Well, I have two it's things weird. about that. One is that the likelihood that you are actually related to Rebecca in El Salvador is not low. It feels like right. <laughs> if, if they're Jews, Jews Jewish Salvadoran. Yeah. Um, but also, Hillary, how do you feel about that? Maybe Jonathan is a Jew. I mean, that would really make my relatives happy. <laughs> I mean, so I think when we first started dating, um, my mom really wanted me to be with a Jew. If I had been able to be like, well, he might be. That would have really helped my case. <laughs> was it ever like tickling in the back of your mind that you wanted to marry a Jewish person? No, that didn't matter to me. It was just uh, meeting someone I wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. I think I would have probably gone into any relationship with that point of view. It was surprising to me that like after I got married, even even like after I decided that this was the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with and like create a family with, then things started to matter that didn't matter before. Yeah, I mean, I definitely started asking myself questions about how I wanted to raise my kid at that point. But it wasn't like, oh, this would be so much easier if I was just with a Jew. Because within, like, Jewish traditions, I have questions of what I even want to do. Right. Mm. And was there any issue for you, Jonathan? Did you ever think, I'm going to marry a Jew? There was no issue for me. I mean, it was sort of like a thing I didn't even think about, um, mm -hmm. which then maybe cause some problems <laughs> i mean just like like my family just strangely seems to have never encountered jews before we're i'm from california from southern california i'm the first where there there are are plenty of jews but somehow, I'm, I'm i i represent them here yes yeah. there's there are there uh, are certainly a lot but somehow my family never encountered and any of them and so it has just meant that hillary gets unintentionally offensive questions at Whenever we see or statements, whenever we see my family, yes. <laughs> yes. statements of relative fact. Lot, no, lots of stuff about Jews and money. What else? Yeah, I've learned that Jews spend a lot of money on weddings. That's one fact. Mm, that's a fact. I've learned. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're so interesting looking. Oh, Jews are very interesting. Jews, looking. Jews are very, oh. and there's a lot of like so so really like no Christmas like <laughs> nothing at all. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys as a couple kind of navigate that? I mean, because I think we talk a lot about intention, right? And how do you give somebody the benefit of the doubt? And also, at some point, you're like, okay, why should I always feel uncomfortable? I mean, there's a range of reacting. And how, how do you guys navigate that in, in the beginning of your relationship? Like, let's say the first time somebody said, like, you Jews know, are great at Jews. money, aren't they, Hillary? <laughs> I think I recognized in those early moments that this was not intentional and Jonathan was good at receiving my my uh, <laughs> thoughts about it. And so like he could acknowledge like, yes, that that is um, a thing that, you know, my family member shouldn't have said. But then we can laugh about it together because I actually find the comments funny if. If he's able to also acknowledge, like, how it sounds to me. That makes sense. That, that completely makes sense. Because yeah, the, the feeling alienated within your your unit would be very different than if, than if you guys are in it as a team. Yeah. And if it was, like, if I felt like it was aimed at me, then it would be different. But it's more just, like, stereotypes. Right. 
Do you think about your your daughter facing those? Like even within the family structure, or even you know now she's in school and she's really building like an independent life on her own now. I mean, it's interesting with her because she doesn't look like any of the ethnicities that she is, and not like a Russian Jew, not Salvadoran, not Mexican, right? Not Kentuckian, not Kentuckian. <laughs> so she could, I think, choose to identify with whatever she wants, which has been the case for me too. I think. I don't look particularly Latino. Right. So. I think it was interesting, Jonathan, you said earlier that you generally call yourself Latino because you pass. You've been, as like a kind of mainstream white American, that you've been able to choose. Yeah. What like triggers the choice? Like what makes you choose one instead of the other in different scenarios? I don't think I'm ever really choosing. Like if I could really just choose I would be Latino I actually have like all kinds of hang-ups because I'm not Latino enough my Spanish is terrible I'm actually peeling right now because every year um, the first time I, I get a chance to be in the sun I will go and burn myself <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that I can look I mean, I, this isn't fooling anybody I mean this isn't like con- nobody like sees me on the street and suddenly it's like oh yeah there's a Mexican. There's a Salvadoran. <laughs> you know, it's it's not. So I, I I wish I could choose to be Latino, but, uh, but yeah, if I, if I could speak Spanish, if I was fluent in Spanish, then I think it wouldn't be an issue. Then I would know, like deep down, that's what I am. But for some reason, because I I, I sort of feel like I have nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm grasping at being Latino, even though like that's very much what I feel like I am. Like that's. That's the culture that I grew up with. Um, like, I'm the first of my family born in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty whitewashed. So what, in, in your home then, in your Mexican, Salvadoran, Kentuckian home, um, in Southern California, what languages were spoken or how, how did you communicate with your parents and your grandparents? My parents, my parents got divorced when I was really young. They split up when I was two. Um, but... Until I was about five years old, it was just it was Spanglish in my house. Um, mm-hmm. That's what my mom was speaking to me, and then my dad was trying to to speak more Spanish with me whenever I would see him. Um, but even my mom's Spanish was broken because she's of a generation that was told not to speak Spanish when she went to school. Like she kind of speaks Spanish like a child. Um, she stopped as a kid and then relearned in her twenties. Now her Spanish is actually really good because she's like. Late in life, she's she's like fell into this community. She hangs out with a lot of gay Latino boys. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the best time. Yeah, and yeah. so Great scene. and so like like guys my age. Um, and so she's speaking Spanish all the time. So her Spanish is really strong now. But but when I was a kid, I don't. I think even her Spanish wasn't great. For me, a lot of the words I know, my vocabulary in Spanish is like things in our house. Right. <laughs> you know? like right. I, right. And yeah. so I wonder for you, what are some of your vocabulary words that because from your mom's sort of Spanglish and at home that you feel that are a part of you, that are easy and natural for you to use? I mean, chancla? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all food stuff, I think. Yeah. You know? Pupusas. Yeah. <laughs> Pupusas, yeah. You call the cat gato. You say like, ay, gato. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the, like the way that Hillary and I recognize 
that deep down we are who we say we are is <laughs> is that um I say I and oof and and you say Oy. yeah yeah like like <laughs> when when things like you know something falls down in the house or something we react nat- naturally in our own native languages <laughs> but the nice thing about oof is that really has an overlap oof is like a it's both yiddishy and la- yeah. latin mm-hmm. and spanishy yeah oof Ufa. <laughs> I, ca- I call Sasha Miha, and I was called Miho all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That rolls off my tongue without even thinking mm-hmm. about it. Hillary, what what makes you feel Jewish? Like, what what's the connection that you have to your culture? So my connection is almost entirely by food, and also humor, mm. and like that self deprecating, weird, absurd humor. But with the with the food thing. Like, you know, the way we do Jewish holidays in my house is like the style of um, they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. (laughs) Dig that. So I can never be enough food. (laughs) That's like what I want to pass down to (laughs) Sasha is like, like we are a marginalized people. And, you know, sort of what I hope by passing on traditions to her is that, um, I'm doing my small part in helping us become less marginalized. And like, I don't want to see like Jewish Americans go extinct. Like I I don't, I don't want us to assimilate so much that, that the culture completely dies. Um, There's parts of it that I grew up with that I don't feel are important to me personally. The like the religion piece of it is not uh, a piece that really resonates with me. I had a bat mitzvah. Um, if Sasha decides that's a thing that's really important to her, I'll support her in it, but I'm not going to you know, walk her through that if she doesn't want to. I'm more just interested in the culture and, and passing down, like, these are, these are the rituals, these are the traditions. This is just, like, these are the stories and this is what they mean. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's, like, resiliency built into the, mm-hmm. um, into the, they tried to kill us. That's right, yeah. yeah. If anything, I mean, we haven't explicitly said this to Sasha, but that's a thing that ties both of our identities. It's like, especially now, she's aware that like that Latinos are marginalized, and then we have Jewish holidays where we talk about like the reasons that Jews had to run, but like we're here and we're proud of who we are, you know. We are on the longest, shortest time this week, talking to Hillary about the origins of Mashup, our families, being new parents, and all the messy stuff. Check it out at longestshortesttime.com. Back to the show. Doctor, doctor, please. The fame ain't painless enough. That's cause you ain't famous enough. You got a little game, but your name ain't ringing enough. You said take two of these, put some change in my cup. I said it wasn't pouring. So my kids are a little bit younger. One is almost four and the other is 18 months. And I'm kind of like consistently surprised by what I care about. And then the other stuff that like I thought would be more important that I'm like, eh, it, doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter. But I somehow care that my kids look Korean. Mm-hmm. Everybody else really cares too. And this was actually one of those funny things. I mean, we always share this story that my husband, Gabriel, he's half Colombian, half Mexican, also the first person in his family to be born in the U.S., he had this moment like but when we got married but we weren't we were like thinking about starting a family and he was like 
my God, what if our kids look Asian? It was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems pretty likely yeah. that that's going to yeah. be the outcome. Yeah. Also, it doesn't matter if they look Asian because they are Asian. Right. You know, and there's something about that. But then, like, I really cared that, like, I would see other adventurous like kid eaters eating kimchi mm-hmm. and my kids weren't eating it yet uh-huh. and it felt like really stressful and important to me yeah but like it's like cabbage like what, uh, what three-year-old loves cabbage you know like why right. am i stressing well, out it's about also, this let's let's be clear it's fermented cabbage it's true yeah. it's yeah. true yeah. um but like ha- have there been things so like little surprising things that you're like oh i had no idea that i would be so invested in sasha doing this or not doing this I certainly, she does not like spicy food at all. By her age, I was, you know, there was like chili with eggs. Right. At the table. There is a part of me that's like, I'm like, I messed this up, you know? Yeah. Sasha does not like latkes. What? Because she doesn't like potatoes. What? Rebecca is shaking her head. <laughs> How do you I mean, but this, this isn't even just be. juice. But this, this is, is like, just like fried potato. Just, just fried. I know. I know. We've tried to right? say it's a, basically a French fry. Come on. But, but she only likes a very particular kind of French fry yeah. that is like completely crispy. And there is that kind of tender middle of a latke. She'll come Where around. do you get a crispy French fry? She liked like the dregs from um, In N Out. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, those right, like crispy right. bottom bits. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I respect mm-hmm. that. I really like yeah. Sasha. <laughs> I think I, we would enjoy talking to her. Yeah. Is there like a singular challenge about parenting a mashup kid? You know, she comes home with these questions, and those are hard conversations to have too, right? But as you said, she doesn't look brown. I mean, I feel like there's a part of Jonathan that wishes that maybe she looked browner, which comes with another whole set of. Yeah, for sure. Although, like, what? I mean, like, I'm already upset that I'm not brown. So, like, <laughs> do I think she's going to be, like, browner than me? I don't know. What... You're throwing her out into the sun with. Yeah. yeah. She gets really brown in the summer. She does get brown in the summer. But still, I mean, she doesn't look Latina necessarily. No. Or, like, what I what this weird image in my head is right. Latina. I mean, I think you that's know? also really interesting, too. Like, you have decided what that image is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, it's like it's what my dad looked like, you know, and it's it's sort of what what I saw in Southern California. And also, like I even in, within my family, I was accused. I was called Weddle, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm. I had like Mexican cousins who were darker than me, who who didn't live in the sur- suburbs like I did. They lived in Hollywood and like they were just like real badass L.A. Latinos, you know, in a way that. I was never going to be. I talk like this, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Um, you were made for public radio. <laughs> oh, God. I, hope, <laughs> I really, <laughs> really hope not. Um, You're just insulting. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Love you, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> uh, but Sasha, is there is there ways in which. So I think the challenge is like that we're not surrounded by the cultures that we're yeah. trying yeah. to bring into her life. And so we have to fabricate that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I made a decision this year that we were going to enroll in a community, in a a secular Jewish community in our town um, that is really mainly for the children. And it's all just people... Like Like you. Me, yeah, who are like, I grew up with this and I and like I want to pass down these traditions, but I don't want the God stuff. And there's like um, 
a graduation project that they do instead of like a bat mitzvah. They like have to do a community service project that, that you know, incorporates a lot of creativity and altruism. And um, I don't know, I it's actually, it's so laid back that um, it only meets every other week, <laughs> <laughs> which is like really my speed <laughs> right now. Yeah. But I don't know what we're doing in terms of the Latino stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, because at least like in my life, even if I was confused, I lived in Southern California. I think I hadn't quite realized like how much it's just around you all the time. Right. You know, like when I go back home and I hear Latinos speaking, it's just there's like a, an L.A. Latino accent that just feels really good to hear and it feels like like a womb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a, yeah, 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 for sure, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah, and so so Sasha doesn't have any of that, you know, and so I think like the only thing really is food. Do you feel yeah. okay talking about the culture shock of of going to your sister's baby shower? Like a month or so ago, we went back to California because my uh, to see family really, but it just so happened we were there for this time when my my little baby sister who is 20 uh she was having her baby shower and um and it was like basically just a giant mexican party you know and i i felt out of place there but it is like i maybe you don't know this hillary but it's like the thing it's a, a very familiar <laughs> out of place feeling right to me no totally where like i'd be at some big party like there are really stereotypical mexican looking people there like i mean there was like guys with giant mustaches like viejos with you know just really looking like straight up stereotypes um and just a, a boisterousness that i love being around but also feel very uncomfortable <laughs> because i i don't like i can't engage that way um well you gotta be in the corner spilling your coffee yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah but you you're saying you actually enjoy being around it there's i something do energizing i do mm. i do i do yeah yeah there's something that feels very familiar to me about it um i don't know what, what like, well for me it felt like we were exposing our daughter to like the other half of her culture that is not mine. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. I was like, yeah, so this is this is what we mean right. when we say that like daddy is Latino. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. like the taco man shows up and cooks tacos for everybody at right. the party. Right. Mm -hmm. And how did how did how does Sasha receive all of that? Like does she I mean, she sounds like the kind of kid that was just like slide right in. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she I, was yeah. off like doing cartwheels with other girls. Yeah. Right yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know that she understands it at all, really. Right. You know. Does she identify in any one way yet? No. 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 She does though. Like actually, we because we went back to California, we landed, and we went to a restaurant, and within half an hour, she was like, "Daddy, there are more people here who look like you." Um, mm. Like she just she recognized, which shocked me really that she saw that. But like that thing I was feeling, I was like, you know, like sliding back in my chair a little bit. Like I'm hearing the voices. I'm seeing people like it was super surprising to me that she was seeing that, too. I can see him uh, <laughs> very desperately trying to improve his Spanish through apps and stuff. And 
Um, I mean, getting really excited when Sasha speaks Spanish at home for a little while. She was in a bilingual classroom and she can roll her R's way better than me. Her, <laughs> her, uh, her pronunciation is amazing. I actually, I love that she can roll her R's and do chas. Rebecca, I'm sure you can do all of that. Um, uh, I mean, I try. <laughs> but with Jonathan, I mean, it's yeah, it's sad to me that I I know it's hard in in work life to uh, be seen by other people the way he knows he is. Right. Uh, something I think about sometimes is that there have been periods in history where it would have been totally to your advantage to be able to pass, and it might have been the difference between life and death. Oh, 100%, yeah. Right? So we're in a period now where um, I've never seen as much, uh, you know, hatred for the two things, the two ethnicities that my daughter is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're in a period now where maybe that's part of what's mov- motivating me to really educate her about her identities, be, mm. uh, about about her ancestry, because um, we're in a period where, like, the more people who know Jews and Latinos and can relate to them uh, will be, like, more likely to empathize with them and uh, maybe, you know, help prevent another period like that in our history. Back to Hillary and Jonathan in a minute, but quick favor for us. We're building an even better podcast in the coming months, and we'd like your help. Tell us what you like, don't like, and wish we could do in the future, as well as a little bit about how you mash up. Go to mashupamericans.com slash survey. Back to the show. I think one thing we always ask also is, where do you see yourself reflected? This is so embarrassing to admit, but the first time I saw Gael Garcia Bernal. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would love thinking about Gael Garcia Bernal. <laughs> I do yeah. too. I do too. But I was, it was, I, it was like a revelation of, of understanding like, oh, like you can sort of look like me. Not that I look like him at all. Oh, yeah, but, 100%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that like, just basically that there was another way to be Mexican, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that isn't isn't this stereotype that that you see in L.A., you know, whether that's like a farm worker or a vato, you know. Um, I feel like even among Latinos, that's kind of like the culture that's, that's pushed forward and just, you know, like knowing, knowing that, that you could kind of be anything and be Latino, um, as, in, as someone in my early 20s, when, the first time I saw him, that was that felt like a really big deal. I think even, I mean, we talked about this a lot, like the, it, Diego Luna having speaking the way yeah. that he speaks in mm-hmm. Rogue One. In, huge, Get right? out of my brain, Amy. <laughs> I was going to say that. I'm in there already. <laughs> well, every time I think about Gael, I have to think about Diego. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, go together. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Hillary? Yeah, it's Models hard, it's hard for me to think about in like media but I think about my family um so my cousin who's five years older than me married a Mexican woman um before I even met Jonathan and my younger brother um, married a Japanese woman and uh, they each have a daughter 
you know, a lot these, of mashup girls. Yeah, yeah. So these, and they all like have, they're all living in New York City or the New York City area, and they all know each other. And it just really, it feels really comfortable. Family gatherings, having these three girls who are mashups and mashed up couples, mm-hmm. and um, I love that we like learn from each other's cultures. Totally, it's a creating community. One piece of parenting advice that you would give. Don't listen to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Everyone's going (laughs) to tell you they know what they're doing. Nobody knows. Do what feels right. I think I've never articulated this, but maybe it's like try to correct all the wrongs that were made with you. But don't feel bad when you don't when you don't do it. Oh, that's a right. good one. No, we um we say it's you just dilute it with each generation. Yeah. Slightly yeah. less yeah. Yeah. each. You're not yeah. gonna fix it all. Yeah, yeah. You can just, yeah. just a little bit less. Yeah. Um and then But when, how about those times when you see yourself you're like, Oh no, I just saw it come out. I didn't even know it was there. That the wrong time. was just so anyways. Yeah. Um <laughs> what what's one piece of marriage advice? They're looking at each other thoughtfully. Yeah. Headphones and microphones. It's the newlywed game. <laughs> I think a thing that has been really surprising to me is that all that like the uh, women are from whatever the like the two Mars Venus. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not Men are from that. Mars. Women are from Venus. There I think. it is. Yes, you're right. I have been surprised how much that stuff is true. (laughs) Like, I I thought it was all bullshit. Um, For the men that are listening, I think, like, we are different. And sometimes your woman just wants to say something to you, and she wants you to acknowledge that she said it. And you just have to say, yes, I heard that. That's funny, because I was going to say... Just listen sometimes. <laughs> that was my advice. You guys, Amen. you are speaking our language, yes. right? Okay, so speed round, guys. What is your comfort food? So, like, in everyday life, it's mac and cheese. But, like, if we're getting ethnic, like, if I'm sick, I just really want my mom's matzo ball soup, which is my great-grandmother's recipe, and then, like, to top it all off, if it's, like, Passover time and they have, like, you have the little rolls that are, like, basically uh, bread matzo balls, <laughs> but not really bread because you can't eat bread, but it's, like, to get around not being able to eat bread. <laughs> what is this? Do you know I've what I'm talking about, Rebecca? The... No, I need this information. We're <laughs> yeah, they're, like, not leavened. And, and then there are people, my mom used to do this when I was a kid, where you shape them into, like, a bagel shape. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're not eating bread. <laughs> we're oh, eating gosh. bagel-shaped wheat products. It's totally We love to make our way around a rule, don't we? That's um, right. What's your comfort food, Jonathan? Uh, beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe my mom's chicken tacos is, is like the closest thing. Um, I don't even know like how Mexican it is, though, the way she did it. Sounds delicious. Yeah. So what is your bubamisa? I still think you can get a cold from being, like, wet and going outside in the cold. Brown people have a real thing with being cold, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you feel like you need to cover your neck all the time? Uh, I, I mean, I, I never thought about it, but I, I, I do like scarves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, like, every night I blow dry Sasha's hair. 
Um, which I is, mean, that's crazy talk. <laughs> after after her, her shower. And like, I, and there, there are times when Hillary's like, you know, it's like warm enough out. And I'm like, but she, her hair's all wet. Like, she can't go to sleep like this. <laughs> so. She um, has the most lovely little smooth hair, though. I mean, it's nice. <laughs> it's, it's like she, she enjoys it. Um, uh, and, uh, you it, mean she, she enjoys the blowout she gets from her dad every day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it's like a real moment of connection for us, I think. Um, when so. she gets sick, is there Vix Vaporub involved? <laughs> no, no. There, yes. That's why we're drawing the line. Yeah, that is one. <laughs> Just because I had that shit smeared on me <laughs> all the time, and it, it was, it was terrible. Although I think it works. I well, I, I think it works. We, 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 we bought. Had Amy and I are bought in. <laughs> we're just like, you know what? If, she was like, "Do you want to get the honest brand one?" And I was like, "You know what?" In the end, it, let's just stick I have with like the good nine stuff. different varieties of bubble room in my house <laughs> yeah. at all yeah. times. It cured me a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're here today because of the Vicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, there were like, I think it caused like delusions too. Like if somehow mm-hmm. there, yeah. it always could have chafed your skin. Yeah, and burned. Yeah, um, all those things. Like yeah. I, I, you I had just, nightmares. Vaporub induced nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> just a lot of sweating and, <laughs> and hallucinations. And um, but yeah, that's that's what you have to do to get better. Thank you both so much for doing this. This was this your first couple on the show. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited, and I feel like we touched on some things. We did. We 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 talked some stuff out. <laughs> we did. We did. So. Thanks for yeah, having yeah. us on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Jonathan and Hillary, you are welcome at Mariachi Shabbat anytime with your Salvadoran, Jewish, Eastern European SoCalness. I mean, we're basically family, so. Totally family. <laughs> um, well, so just as a reminder to our listeners, you are our family too. We love you in all of your mixed up, not matching, challenging, conflicted forms. You get to be who you are and who you want to be, even though it can be hard and confusing at times. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You can find Hillary at Longest Shortest and Jonathan at John underscore Menhevar. The Mashup Americans are me, Amy Choi. And me, Rebecca Lair. Our producer today is Jocelyn Gonzalez. Our show is produced by American Public Media and Southern California Public Radio KPCC. We're also supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Ciao. Adios. Adios.